You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. The main stand is we, so I read my foundational scripture here, Leviticus 26, 3 through 10. If you walk in my statues and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season. And the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. And your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time, and ye shall eat your bread to the full, and dwell in your land safely. And I will give peace in the land, and ye shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through your land. And ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and an hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. And your enemies shall fall before your sword. For I will have respect unto you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my covenant with you. And ye shall eat all store. And bring forth the old because of the new. Amen. Come on, that's enough to give God praise for right there. This is the word of the Lord to the people of the Lord. Amen. Come on, as you're going down, look at somebody and say, prepare for some new stuff. Prepare. Prepare for some new stuff. Now, I didn't finish my last series. I didn't, I didn't finish my last series. I still had some stuff in me. I just quit. As a matter of fact, I was, when the Lord really started, I said, God, I ain't, I ain't really quite finished. You know, I'm very systematic, you know. <laughs> I'm not quite finished because uh, I want to talk about the anointing from following. Because there's certain things God told, before I did, uh, Elijah told Elijah, he said, if you see me when I'm taken up, then you will have your request, which was a double portion of my spirit, a double portion of my anointing. He said, and so he goes from Bethel to Jericho to Jordan, place of death. And there he sees him when he crosses over in the mantle. He was able to get his mantle. And it was that mantle that he used to get back across the Jordan. But interesting, all through that, in each of those places, there were sons of prophets. Sons of the prophets were following afar off. They were seeing what was happening, but they weren't close enough. Some things only happen when you get close. Close to the Lord. Close to your man or woman of God. Close to to wherever you need to be close to, because some things are taught and some things are caught. Some things you only catch by being close. Now the reason why the reason why I don't know how to fish, I was never close to anybody who fished. That's just that's just the real deal. I told y'all now now that I'm in the south, I know the difference between a lake and a pond. Okay, in my hometown, Jersey City, New Jersey, we had a we used to call it the lake. And I realized now it was a pond. Okay. And uh, little boys, we used to go down there, we used to have little sticks and stuff and call ourselves fishing in the in the, in the pond, but I never, I never was around anybody, so I, I didn't never learn how to fish. I didn't catch certain, but was taught how to fish, and surely didn't catch how to fish. Uh, certain things are only you only get when you're around close enough 
to receive it. And then, let me, let me this, this is what I want to finish from my old message. I ain't thought today yet. And the anointing you serve is the anointing you receive. The anointing you serve is the anointing you receive. Okay? What you serve is, is, is what you receive. And some people, they want things that are on a particular ministry, but they don't serve in that ministry. Okay? So there, there's several, you, you, you can serve it, and you can also sow into it. But you can't sow into it. You can't sow into it as, as an option to not serve it. Okay? So, well, 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 here's my money. But, well, but, but sometimes God wants you to contribute more than money. He wants you to contribute you. Amen. You know, it, it always amazes me the people who can always stand on the outside and tell you what to do. I was putting up a TV in my house a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. I'm, I happened to see him here. Brother CJ was, was there getting on my nerves because his, his back was bothering him. And so he couldn't help. And so the whole time I'm there and one of my other spiritual sons, I'm there trying to put this TV. He said, pop, pop, pop. What you need to do, pop, pop right there. Pop, you need to pull it over. I'm, Shut up. You ever see people over want to supervise from afar? I feel better right now. I never told you that, CG, but just look, it just came out, just came out. I, I feel better since I laid my burdens down. But some, some people always want to tell you what to do rather than get involved and do it. If you can get involved and help, then you can show me by doing it. Okay? Now on today's message. So now the Lord started dealing with me about new stuff. Because, and the Lord told me, he said, you taught this many years ago. And we're really now, you know, 20 years is basically another generation, honey. There's a whole nother generation, some of these principles I got to teach. Some, we, got, we have some young people who grew up in this church when they, when, who were single-digit years when their parents sold into this ministry and helped us build buildings and all that. And it's now it's your time to be doing what your parents did. Mm-hmm. It, should be going, it should be going to another level. And the reason why your parents were able to do what they did and have done what they've done for you is because they took the principles that I taught and worked it in their life. Now it's time for you to work the same principles. Are you hearing me? I'm talking to a whole other generation. And then, but God spoke to me, it was probably over 20 years ago when I preached this message called Some New Stuff, and I want to renew it for, for y'all who are here now and for this new generation, that God wants to bless you with new stuff. Somebody say new stuff. And he also, one time he took me, he took me to Deuteronomy 8. He said, eat all the things that before they went to the promised land, he said, oh, I'm getting ready to bless you. You're going to eat and you're going to be filled. I'm going to get houses you didn't have to build. Um, uh, you're going to have, have uh, you, you'll be able to dig for gold and, and, and all these things. And it's going to be a land that flows in milk and honey. He was preparing them for prosperity. And in this scripture here that we read in Leviticus, God's saying what he's going to do for his people as they dwell in their land. Now, in order for us to really understand and appropriate the Old Testament promises into our lives today and not relegate them to a particular sect of people, namely, specifically, the blood descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and say, well, that was a promise to the Jewish people in a particular land, you need to understand the land of Canaan, for us, represents coming to the kingdom of God. 
Okay. God promised them he would bless them and bring them into a land that flows with milk and honey. For us, that land is when I cross over into the kingdom of God. You follow that? It's so, at some point, you, you, that's a foundational thing that you have to understand in order to take the promises of the Old Testament and appropriate them in our lives. They apply to us now because we are now in the kingdom of God. And we've been adopted into this royal family. Ephesians, Paul says, you used to be aliens. You were ostracized from the commonwealth of Israel. The wealth that all the Jews had in common. He said, now you have it too. Which is why if people fully understand this scripture, you understand you don't, there's no reason why you got to try to argue that you are black Jew. If you understand, if you even understand what this is all about. It has nothing to do with ethnicity. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has nothing to do with Jewish blood and lost tribes. Listen to me. It has nothing to do with that. It all has to do with faith in Jesus. Because once I exercise faith in Jesus, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither Jewish people nor non-Jewish people. Once I exercise faith in Jesus, there's neither Jew nor Gentile. The church is a whole separate entity from the Jewish people and from the world. We are the kingdom of God. Oh, my God. We are kingdom citizens. And when you understand that, you let, you let folks go ahead and argue about trying to prove your royal ancestry that qualifies you to something and makes you have some type of self-esteem that you ought to have just by knowing I'm a blood Bought child of God. Come on now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. God loved me so much that he sent Jesus to die just for me. And he didn't care who my mother was or who my father is or what tribe I came from. Now, if you need all that to make you feel good about yourself, understand that you can feel good about yourself and still go to hell. What makes the difference between not only feeling good about yourself, but having eternal life is faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Then we can give rid of all these isms and schisms. Are y'all with me here? And so the promises that he gives to these believers of, in, of Jehovah in Leviticus 26 apply to us because God's saying to us, when we get saved, we come over into the kingdom of God. I'm going to give rain. I'm going to back in Leviticus. I'm just walking through it now. Leviticus 26. He said, if you walk in my statutes, keep my commandments. And for us is to, is to love God and receive Jesus. That's our commandment, to believe on the son of God. Okay. I'm going to give rain in your season. Rain makes things grow. Rain keeps things nourished. God said, I'm going to nourish your life. You'll have what you need. And the land going to yield her increase. That means I'm going to keep flourishing. The trees and fields shall yield their fruit. And the threshing, I want to focus on verse 5. Threshing, because when they were, remember when, when the angel came and saw Gideon, he was threshing wheat. Which separating the wheat from the tares and threshing it. So they can bake bread and have the wheat for. And he was doing it in a secret place. He was hiding it. Because the Midianites were oppressing him. And anybody that had wheat, they would take it. And so threshing means he separated the wheat. He said, your threshing after your harvest 
shall reach into the vintage, and the vintage shall reach into the sowing time. God said, you're going to have more than enough, and you're not going to run out. That's a kingdom promise. Somebody say, I'm not supposed to be running out. Now, if I'm running out, we got a couple things going on here. I'm either mismanaging, okay, or I don't have the God kind of job. Come on now. Oh, let me add another one. I got too much debt. Somebody shared a couple weeks ago on one of the videos that I, t- I always teach there's two ways to increase your income. Okay, you can get more money or you can get less expenses. Some of us, you may not feel like you have the immediate control over, over the uh, uh, getting more income, but, but you can reduce some expenses. Amen. Amen. Stop thinking you got to charge everything, especially things you don't need. If you desire it, something you don't need, don't charge it. Say, God, I would like to have that. Now, I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you how to use your faith now. Because you need to pay your rent. You don't need a ring. Uh, they don't understand over here. You need, you need to pay your car taxes. You don't necessarily need a new pocketbook. But you can, it's not wrong with desiring those things. And since you are taking care of your needs, now ask God to take care of your desires. I'm telling you how, how I lived my life and worked my faith. Got to a place, I ref- and, then, and then, uh, then, then if I couldn't afford even what I needed, then I trust God for my need. Come on, you need a refrigerator. That you're going to have a real big cooler with a whole bunch of ice all the time. <laughs> so if refrigerator breaks, you don't have money for a refrigerator. Now, God, you know I need a refrigerator. God, I call my refrigerator in. I'm going to show up at church Sunday. Somebody going, you, you, you know anybody need a refrigerator? There's my refrigerator. Some, some, I know this sounds too simple for y'all, but I'm telling you how to work your faith. God said your threshing shall reach into the vintage, vintage shall reach to the sowing time. And he, he said, and you shall eat bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. That means God's watching over me. Do you know God's watching over you? Come on, dwelling in your land safely means I don't go through life with fear. Fear is of the devil. Are y'all hearing me? God's not giving me the spirit of fear. I'm not scared of a recession. I'm not scared of inflation. Don't like it. But I'm not scared of inflation. Come on, say to me. Say, I'm not scared of inflation. Why? Because my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. He knows what the price of gas is. He knows what the price of milk is. He knows what the price of turkey is. That's just a shame. Don't come. Well, praise God, we're going to have chicken. I'm going to put some dressing in the chicken and get some cranberry sauce. Kids won't even know. <laughs> Make up your mind that you trust God in every season to provide for you. If I was worried about inflation, we wouldn't be building now. I would say, well, they're saying the price will keep going. Price. Well, we're just going to wait till everything calm down. When's that going to be? We don't know. So, so, now, so, so now you're trying to gamble with the circumstance of life. No, you just believe God's bigger than your circumstances. Oh, you're hearing me here. And so God says, you're going to dwell in your land safe. I'm going to get peace in the land. You're going to lie down and none's going to make you afraid. That means sweet sleep. He gives his beloved sleep. Take authority over tormenting thoughts in your sleep. Take, take authority over worry in your sleep. He gives his beloved sleep. None's supposed to be making me afraid. I'm not supposed to be worried. Come on. When when you're going through those things, understand, I got to work my faith. 
And I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Neither shall the sword go through the land. That's talking about pestilence. That God will take care of you. And you shall chase your enemies, whatever those are. For me, that was dead. And they shall fall before you. Five of you are going to chase a hundred. A hundred of you are going to chase ten thousand. Your enemies shall fall before you. And then verse 9 says, I'm going to have respect unto you. I'm going to have respect unto you. Now, how do we put that together with the New Testament in, in Acts 10, where God says he's no respect of person? God, said, I, God says, I'll have respect unto you. That means I'm going to show favor to my people. And God will show favor to all his people. To all his people operating in faith and operate by biblical divine principles. I will have respect unto you. Somebody say, I walk in the favor of God. I'll make you fruitful, productive. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to establish my covenant for you. And the verse 10 says, you shall eat the old store and bring forth the old because of the new. Now, let me give you that verse from several other translations. Leviticus 26 and 10. You're going to eat the abundant old store of produce long kept. God said, there's some stuff that... uh, the expiration date has come on that can. And you're going to need to get rid of it. And clear out the old to make room for the new. That's amplified. You have to clear out the old to make room for the new. You're going to have to do what? Can I tell you, clearing out the old can be inconvenient. It takes effort to clear out the old stuff. I don't, uh, we'll just keep the old stuff. No, God said, uh-uh. You're going to have to put forth some effort to get rid of the old stuff because I'm getting ready to give you some new stuff. <laughs> it's going to take, take some effort on your part. Message translation of that verse says, you'll still be eating from last year's harvest when you have to clean out the barns to make room for new crops. It's not that I've run out. It's just it's time for some new stuff. <laughs> Did y'all see? Let me read that again. You'll still be eating last year's harvest when you have to clean out the barn to make room for the new crops. Now, when I was, uh, let, me, let me give you one more. Leviticus 26 and 10, the New Living Translation. You will have such a surplus of crops that you'll need to clear out the old grain to make room for the new harvest. I guess if they're playing some music, you might run or shout on that. You will have such a surplus of crops that you'll need to clear out the old grain to make room for the new harvest. He said, I'm not giving you stuff because you don't have it. You already have it. But I I want you to clear out the old because I'm going to upgrade your life. Somebody need to receive this thing here. So watch this. I was meditating on these scriptures yesterday. And I thought about Malachi 3.10. It says, bring you all the torches, tied into the storehouse. Prove me now, he would say the Lord of hosts. If I will not, uh, prove me now, he would say the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows... Watch this, and I saw this first time in connection with scripture, and pour you out a blessing, there shall not be room enough to receive. 
Now, we, now y'all know every time we read this, we kind of run past it. Nah, I ain't seen that kind of I got some room. I'll prove you I got some room. But he's saying here, you don't have room enough to receive because the old room is already filled. And what I'm getting ready to bless you with, you're going to have to get rid of this in order to receive this. So I'm like, you got to make room for how I'm getting ready to bless you. Now, now, in this generation, I'm speaking this to some people who are satisfied. In this generation, I'm speaking to people who feel like I already have enough. I'm speaking to some people who say, I really don't need that. I'm good. So for some of you, the room is just even room in your heart. Room in your mind to say, okay, God, you can keep blessing me. Yeah, God, you can take me to a level I wasn't even asking you for. That's the season we're in. God is getting ready to take you to levels you didn't ask for. He's getting ready to take you into rooms you didn't have to be in. Other folks are kissing up the people and brown-nosing people and compromising their standards and doing stuff by hook and crook, trying to get in certain places, trying to get to certain levels and trying to get in certain rooms. And God said, just because you are my child, I'm just going to bring you in there. And even though because you weren't trying to get there and because you weren't trying to get there, you're going to let everybody know this is fulfillment of the scripture. The last shall be first and the first shall be last. Now, please understand, y'all, this is a prophetic message. And when you receive a prophetic word, you got to receive it. This ain't even just about you taking notes for it. You can take notes, but that ain't the main thing. You got to receive this in your spirit and wrap your faith around it. That God is getting ready to bless you in a way that there's no room in your current room. In order to put more stuff in that room, you will have to get rid of some old stuff so he can bring in some new stuff. Which means sometimes you got to declutter. Sometimes, you, some of y'all right now, I, I, believe me, I know. It's not that you don't have room in the closet. You just got too much stuff in the closet. I've learned something in this recent move. If you ain't wore it in a couple of years, you probably don't need it. If you got you even had it, you probably don't need it. Y'all, I got about five, and have, have nothing to do with Elvis either. I got about five pair of blue suede shoes. Now, how many pair of blue suede shoes you need? I guess I had to keep getting because somebody stepped on them. And you're not supposed to step on my blue suede shoes. But I'm the kind of person, I like what I like. And so I will see something, I like that, and buy it. Get home and realize I already got it. And so sometimes it's not that you don't have room, you got to declutter. 
For some of you, this word, God's saying, you're going to have to, you need to declutter your life. Now, I can't get down to the nitty-gritty of knowing how that applies to you, but if that just, if, if, like, like, like the brother said to me when I gave him a ride to vote, he said, you, you, you give it raw. You give it raw. It's a little, a little hard to take, but once you get it down, it's good for you. <laughs> give him a ride. He said, your bishop better on TV. I said, he said to me, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in Bishop Bailey's car. He said, now let me tell you something. You give it raw. I watch you. He said, I've been, I watched you when you was a young man. I said, young girl. You about to get put out this car if you give me, call me an old man now. I said, young girl. He said, you, you give it raw. It's kind of hard to go down. But once you get it down, it's good for you. Know what areas of your life you need to declutter. Is that decluttering people? Is that decluttering thoughts? Is that decluttering things that's taking your attention from, from the word and from God and from spiritual things? Some of you would be more spiritual if you, weren't, you didn't have such a cluttered life. To make room, you're going to have to clear out the old to make room for the new. Declutter. Look at first, 1 Corinthians 5, 6 and 7. As I went through the Lord, there's so many scriptures that where God says, I, I want to do something new, but also tell us what we got to do to prepare for it. First Corinthians 5, 6 and 7, he says, your glory is not good. In this case, there's some stuff going on in the church that they were just winking at and acting like it's not a problem. Can I tell you all something? Adultery in the church is, problem, is a problem. Can I tell you something? Sleeping around in the church is a problem. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations. If you are in our area, come join us at one of our three locations. In Columbia, South Carolina, Sunday morning worship is at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesday Bible study is at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study is at 12 noon. Our worship center is located at 3506 Broad River Road in Columbia. In Orangeburg, South Carolina, join us with campus pastors Trey and Katie Brave for Sunday morning worship at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located at 990 Willington Drive in Orangeburg. In Florence, South Carolina, join us with campus pastors Dwayne and Denise White for Sunday morning worship at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located at 1507 King Avenue in Florence. 
please email your testimonies to praise reports at rightdirection.info or letters can be mailed to P.O. Box 21672, Columbia, South Carolina 29221. Please consider partnering with us or send a one-time financial gift. For more information, visit our website at rightdirection.info 